Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today we are focusing on Josiah, continuing um, our little bonus episodes related to people of faith. Oh, it's episode 76. Not sure if I said that. Episode 76, we are talking about Josiah. All right, Josiah. I, I I love I love his character mm-hmm. um, for a number of different reasons, but um, uh, we'll we'll get into that. So uh, again, let me ask you: Do you remember what you were doing when you were eight years old? Just okay. Like, so eight years old, so about third grade. About third grade. Okay, so I was in Mrs. Cousins class <laughs> at Delta Mills Elementary School. <laughs> Um, I do have some distinct memories of the year. That was when when I had the huge allergy attack at recess and then came inside and my eye swelled shut. And I still I can actually still feel the pulsing of my eyeball. (laughs) She was was reading to us and I just had a wet paper towel on my eye and then she and I put my head down and then she was like, are you Carolyn? Are you okay?" And I sat up and then I remember the whole class gasping. Because my eye had just swollen huge oh, wow. and shut from the allergic reaction out at recess. So anyway. Eight years old. Third I grade. can remember things from when I was eight. Yes, I can. How about well, you? I was in Mrs. Greenberg's class. Okay. And um, I got suspended oh. for striking matches oh. in the class. <laughs> So Marvin Bingham and Ethel told on me. They were the only ones that knew I had matches. And uh, I was striking them, striking them outside on the playground. And uh, and then I did something unwise. I struck it in the class. And uh, and Miss Greenberg said, I I smell something. And, oh, and no. they ratted me out. <laughs> They snitched on me very, very quickly. And so, um, so yeah, I was, I distinctly remember getting Some strong yep. eight year old memories yeah. for both of us, I guess. <laughs> wow. And the truant officer took me out of class and, um, and I was, I was suspended. And so, and, uh, when I got home, uh, let's, let's continue because I don't want to tell you. I kind of feel like we need to pause the recording. I just got to hear more about this, but we're actually here to talk about we're eight ta- year old Josiah. Josiah right. Yes. The reason we're talking about eight years old, because Josiah, um, is actually kind of famous for becoming a king mm-hmm. at eight years old. Can you imagine becoming a king at eight years old? He's one of the greatest Kings in, in uh, Israel's history. Now, again, remember we are, we are in Kings, yes. and so we want to we want to make sure that we remember that. And you know, Kings and Chronicles. Just this is a, a note: Kings and Chronicles overlap. So you might find his story in the Book of Kings, and also in the Book of Chronicles, which we find in uh, a lot of Kings. Yes, there's a there's an overlap. So. Josiah actually becomes king at, you know, eight years old. I don't know if he's sitting on the throne with juice boxes and uh, <laughs> but, playing with but, Legos. Yeah, and, playing with Legos. But mm-hmm. he does become king. And and the text says, Second Kings chapter 22, verse two. I love this. Yep. Says he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. So this is characteristic of him. That he, his character was about kind of like Joseph in a sense, doing what was right because it was right before God. 
And so, um, so again, we, we, we see him kind of following in David's footsteps. He didn't turn to the right or to the left. Mm -hmm. He persevered. Uh, he was intentional in his relationship with God. And so, um, passionate, passionate about the Lord. And so, we, we kind of see Josiah's life um, beginning that way. He had to have parents that invested in him for him to follow, uh, follow the Lord in that way. So anything else about yeah. Josiah? Well, and I think that is huge that this description of him is when he is a child. Yeah. Um, so it, it, this is not like later in life. I mean, as a child, he was persevering, wanting to do what was right. That whole not turning aside to the right or to the left, like you don't, do that on accident. So this is a child who's doing that. And from yeah. that, we can just be reminded that nobody's too young to take God seriously. Tell me about it. Um, it. Young children can obey God and have a heart to follow him because Josiah is an example of that. Yeah. Um, we talked about Samuel as a boy. He too had that same spirit of wanting to follow God, listening to God and and. Uh, walking in obedience. Here we see that of Josiah as well. Yeah, and so so we we see that that was characteristic of his um, his life as a young child. But later on um, in Second Kings chapter twenty two, we see that you know he is getting older. Um, the high priest finds the book of the law, uh, which had been neglected and mm -hmm. hidden for many years, and this this. Finding the book of the law, um, Josiah had a visceral response to this. Yeah. And that visceral response was he tears his clothes and tearing of the clothes during this time was a sign of mourning and repentance. And he pleads with the Lord to not punish Israel for their disobedience, um, disobedience to, to his word. And so Josiah, he gets the book and he begins to read the law publicly. There's something about reading God's word publicly, hearing it read. It's one thing to read it privately, and that's great, but it's another thing to read it publicly and to hear God's words. <clears throat> and he makes a covenant with the Lord along with the people to obey the Lord with, with everything, their heart and their soul. And, um, and so th this was... I think this raises a question for us. Do we take God this seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Do we, do we, do we, I mean, we wouldn't rip our clothes today, but I'm saying like, are there acts of repentance and acts of mourning to say, I am weeping over my sin um, and I am grieving over my sin and God, I want you to change my heart and I want you to begin to align my heart with yours once again. And so Josiah takes God seriously. And I think that leaks out to invite others to take him seriously as well. Absolutely. I mean, it is a huge challenge to me because <laughs> he hears God's word and does everything he can to obey it. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. the verse, uh, chapter twenty two nineteen says his heart was in different versions. Some say it was responsive, penitent, tender, and he humbles himself. Like he has immediate repentance. And I think for myself, like how often I will read something in God's word and say, yeah. And I mean, as James describes, it is that looking in the mirror and going away and forgetting what you look like. Like, do yeah. I really take God's word so seriously that I will do anything to obey it? Is it truly the authority in my life? Because 
God says in his words to do everything without complaining and arguing. Oof. <laughs> uh, am I doing everything I can to love mercy and to seek justice? Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. I don't know that I am with the spirit and the fire that Josiah had. Yeah. Because he reads this, he discovers this law and is like, oh my goodness, and does everything. He's changing laws. He's cleaning. I mean, yeah, he, he gets yeah. everybody involved so that they will be in alignment with God's word. And is that my response? Do I truly give God's word that much authority in my life? Or do I view it more as good suggestions for the best way to live? Yeah, that, man, you're, you're, you're hitting on something that I think um, that Josiah facilitated. Josiah facilitated not only kind of a personal revival in his heart, but a corporate revival. Yeah. And, and that revival stemmed from uh, people being cut to the heart using kind of an old King James uh, word, cut to the heart. Uh, repenting to say, here is where my life is not aligned with scripture. And now I'm bringing it in alignment with the authority of God's word. And, um, and I, I like, like one of the things that, that struck me about this is when was the last time I went through my house or went through the house of my heart, recognizing the idols there and mm -hmm. tearing them down, mm -hmm. like getting rid of the things that might keep me from loving God with all of my heart, like Josiah. And Josiah facilitates this. He actually, um, he is bold and brave and he removes everything that belonged to Baal. Yeah. Um, and I, I just... I'm, I'm really, I'm even, even as we're talking about it now, I'm convicted like, man, what it, what, what are the, what are the idols of Baal in my own heart that I need to actually put down and throw down and smash like Josiah did. And uh, that's how serious he was about the word of God, serious about obedience to the word of God, mm -hmm. serious about his relationship with God. And um, he, he, again, reinstituting this, this reverence for God's word. And, um, and so I, I love that about him. And, um, and he reminds me, man, the stuff we read, we're responsible for it now. Um, and which is, which is like, okay, God, God help us, help us to actually look at your word and say, I'm, I'm going to practice at least one of those things today. Yeah. Uh, and not just check it off the box, check a box to say, Oh, it's off my list now. I can move on with my day. Um, but Josiah is a great example of taking God's word seriously and not just reading it, but applying it to his life. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, we're recording this episode and it will be posted during the season of Lent. Yeah. Now, Josiah did not celebrate Lent. That's something that came <laughs> far after him. But, but he does act on um, the practices of Lent in this heart of repentance. And as you said, what is in my life that's getting in the way of my relationship with God and removing those things um, during the season of Lent, we may give up something temporarily. Yeah. I've also heard people that say, man, my life is so much better without whatever and just continue in that practice. But that um, the practice of Lent, that season of Lent is what we see Josiah doing, having that heart of repentance, recognizing, boy, this is keeping me, that's another aspect of him that I love. He leads by example. First, he examines his own heart. Yeah, like yeah. it says, the king renewed his covenant, the covenant with God, and then he calls the people to. Yeah. He was in a position of authority, but he 
took individual responsibility and then led his people by by his example of repentance, um, humility, and then obedience to God's word. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, this is a question. <clears throat> I think a a question that I think you know we we all can answer. But but you know what 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 keeps us from repenting and experiencing that renewal, that revival. And again, people look for renewal without the repentance. They look for revival without the repentance. So what, what do you think keeps one? I, I you know, I, I can imagine in my own heart, but, but what do you think keeps a person from repenting so that they might experience renewal and revival and restoration um, in their relationship with God? I think it's because we don't know what we're missing out on. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. It makes me think of that C.S. Lewis quote, which I don't know the exact quote, but the idea being we're satisfied with making mud pies because we can't imagine what a day at the sea yeah. would be like. So we're far too easily pleased. So good. And that is what I think we do. We, we live in the United States where yeah. we have everything. We don't, uh, many of us don't need much. Like, yeah. And so we don't even know. We're so satisfied with playing in the mud that we can't even imagine how much fun it would be yeah. to play at the beach. I can imagine that right now. But, <laughs> uh, but, the, but the point being, we, we just don't know. Yeah. We yeah. don't know who God is. We don't know what he offers us. And we're just too easily pleased. Yeah. I, and I would, I would add, um, I, I would co-sign on everything you just said everything. And, and I would add to, uh, to that is that I, I think sometimes we are too busy mm. to pay attention to the very things that are keeping us from God. Mm -hmm. So all of this noise around us, all of the busyness, we, we don't take time to do what we talked about the last uh, couple of episodes ago, explore the iceberg. Mm -hmm. What is underneath the surface of my heart that's keeping me from God? And, um, and so I think, I think the busyness and the noise, but if we were to be quiet enough, I believe the spirit of God would reveal not in a, not in a punitive way, not in a, a negative way, a hard way, but in a loving, compassionate way. Here's the sin that you are feasting on that's keeping you from God. Here's the thing that that is out of alignment. And um, would you give that up so that you might know God better? And yet Josiah shows us the way and <clears throat> he tears down those idols. He tears down those things that, um, that, re um, that, that were kind of blockades between him and God, the people and God. And, um, and he instituted um, revival. He was a great spiritual leader, mm -hmm. um, leading himself well, but also leading the people of God back to God. Mm -hmm. And um, so starting at eight years old, um, he wasn't setting, he wasn't striking matches and he wasn't in- uh, <laughs> Having allergy having attacks? Having allergy Maybe attacks. Maybe he was. <laughs> Maybe he was. <laughs> we don't have the Peanuts, peanut allergies. So <laughs> not making fun of that, not minimizing people with allergies. Um, but but we do see that his heart was tender. Yeah. His heart was responsive. His heart was penitent. He was humble before God. And as a result, he sparked revival 
um, among the people of God. And, um, and I, I love, I, I love that. No wonder he's, um, I think he's one of the greatest kings in Israel's history. Yeah. That, um, <coughs> second Kings 23 verse 25. This is how it summarizes his life. Neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him yeah. who turned to the Lord as he did with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his strength. That phrase should sound familiar to us. Yeah. In accordance with all the law of Moses. Hmm. Wow. Like that is obedience with a, all caps. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, I, I would, I think we would say, man, if you really um, want that kind of legacy or to have a whiff of that kind of legacy, study the life of Josiah. Yeah. Go a little bit deeper into his life and see what he did and extract some of those principles that um, uh, for uh, for your for your own life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm, I've been, I think, kind of renewed and just said, man, after I think after this episode, I think I want to do a deeper dive into his life to see um, how his life can impact mine even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He is an incredible example. Uh, so what can we believe about God, ourselves, and others? Yeah, I think one of the things that God God loves using all kinds of people, even eight-year-old little kids. Mm. And um, and I love the fact that even at an early age, um, Josiah's heart was tender toward God, and God used him to cause um, revival. So he can use anyone, even a little child. Yeah. Yeah. I- as the words came out of my mouth, I thought, boy, what can we believe about God? Because we talked all about Josiah. But <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was that God's not going to be forgotten. He won't allow himself to be forgotten. Like yeah, yeah. here, the Judah, the nation of Judah split from Israel is just bum- kind of bumbling along. Josiah was a good king, but God caused his law to be found and restores his so people. Good. So he just... And over and over and over in the Bible, we see him say, remember, 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 do not forget, do not forget. And he's also not going to let himself be forgotten. There's always a remnant. There are always those who will continue to follow him. He, he is eternal and he is, he is always present. It's a great point. How about ourselves and others? Josiah is an amazing example for us. I, I think, I think for me is, um, is that God is always calling us to align and realign our lives uh, with the authority of scripture is, is it's not just I've done this one thing and now I'm good, but every day I wake up, I'm, I, I believe that if we're paying attention, the spirit is saying, where are you misaligned? So now let me help you realign your life with the authority of scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it is, you know, how I treat my family, how I treat friends or how I love or how I deal with conflict, all of those things. There's always this consistent align, Marvin, realign, align, realign, and the spirit will empower us to do that. Yeah. And I am challenged. You were hinting at this too, that when I am reading scripture, that I'm expecting God to speak like, and that I would respond, not, okay, checked off that reading plan entry for today, but that I am reading God's word and it is changing me. Yeah. I am hearing God, hearing from God through it. And it is, as you said, realigning my life to be more like him. Like I do want and and believe that can be true for each of us, that God's word is that powerful and that is its purpose. 
is to cause us to understand him more, um, to become more like him. And uh, we just need to be, and I want to be, attentive to that and expectant for how God will speak through his word and respond. It's good in, stuff. In that way. Well, thank you for joining us, friends. If you have never rated or reviewed the podcast, would you take time to do that? That's super helpful. It enables more people to find the Believe podcast and share it with a friend this week. 